Blog Talk Radio. Fred? Yes, hi. How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, brother. I uh I appreciate you, man, for uh taking time out, man, to come and talk with us today, man. Uh it's really appreciated, man, so thank you so much. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, I I it's it's good to be wanting to have someone to speak to you. So. <laughs> um before we talk about your, your your book, man, and I um I didn't have the opportunity to read the entire book, but I scanned through a lot and you had a a, a, a few a lot of good points and I'm gonna touch this is on a few seconds, man. But if um, if I may ask, man, how have you been doing, man, through this um, this whole pandemic, man, this whole COVID situation? How have you been doing, man? Uh, were you affected or? Yeah, I actually um, have been very much affected. Um, I actually just lost um, a close friend of mine um, last week, so that's that's been hard and. Um, I had COVID myself, um, as a matter of fact, um, some months ago. Um, I was asymptomatic, um, so I didn't know I had it at the time, but I had the after um, syndrome, the, the COVID syndrome after the fact, um, and that actually put me in the hospital twice. Mm. So, I mean, the did you, or did you uh, go on ventilator, or you just... No, I wasn't on a ventilator because I wasn't actually the COVID itself um, didn't impact me, but the after syndrome, like after you've had COVID, impacts a lot of people. So I was extremely tired, dizzy. Um, I could barely walk, so I was just kind of like resting and things like that at the hospital, getting fluids, and they were um, just kind of monitoring me twice. So it was a lot. Oh, oh man, I'm um I'm glad you made it through, man. And you know it wasn't as severe as uh, some of these uh, COVID patients that are out now that are on ventilator situations or intensive care, and you know like barely like one foot in and one foot out, man. So I'm glad, grateful that you know you you know you're okay, man. You know you're back to yourself at least. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. You know this this thing has decimated. Um, you know, the world, especially black and brown communities. So absolutely, um, it, it's, it's so hard to see. Absolutely. Um, so I want to talk about your book, man. And it's, it's a good book. And I, I, I wish I would have, uh, I wish I could have, would have had my team to reach out to you sooner, man. Um, your book talks about a lot about what, my panel discussions were about, um, and, and you hit some uh, a lot of things right on the nail uh, in your book, man. And, and um, I, I, I said, "Well, where has this guy been, man? When we do, when I was doing my panels, I would have loved to uh, <laughs> invite him to be a part of that because I mean, you, you got some good points. Um, the the, uh, the, the tell your book, the Black Friend on being a better white person." Um, the title, uh, how did the title come about? How did you come up about what name this book, that particular title? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, in terms of the title and subtitle, the title, The Black Friend, 
Now, I, I, I thought of that because a lot of times when people do things that are negative, you know, let's say a person said, a white person says the N word or something like that. They're like, oh, but I have a black friend who told me I could say it, right? Or they're like, oh, I didn't know that that was wrong. My black friend said it was okay. They're always this random black friend that they seem to have. So I was like, okay, what if you did have a black friend who was actually telling you the right things to do? You know what I mean? Like everybody right. says, I have a black friend. I have a black friend. Well, you're right. This book is your black friend, so stop getting it wrong. Um, and then the subtitle was really just speaking to, you know, to the primary audience and target. It was just like, look, white people – a lot of you are saying that you want to be better. A lot of you are saying that you want to get it right. Well, here's your chance, you know. <laughs> here's wow. your opportunity. Absolutely. In the um, in the content of your book, you if I if I may read this, you said mm-hmm. um, I mean we can all you said to my mother and grandmother who made sure this black boy knew he was amazing, even when the world tried to teach him otherwise. I I, mm-hmm. I I I love that because sometimes uh, with certain environments or certain individuals that we may come across, they may teach they may teach or try to uh, tell us otherwise about ourselves or about the co- our culture. So mm-hmm. I, I I I loved it that particular uh, quote that you put in there. Um, but are you? But uh, if I may ask, are you grateful that this was taught to you uh, coming up? Yeah, I mean, a, go ahead. Go ahead. No, um, no, I'm gonna say, as a as a black boy, you know, because um, well, I, I'm not sure how old you are, but I came up in the '80s, and um, it was a time when. Um, where when I was young, we were I would be able to go to someone's house. We like kids now. We we I would play. We would play with kids, and we were friends. Like the first day we met, like this was my best friend, and I would be able to I would call mom and mom. Can I come night over so and so's house? And it'll say okay, cool. But now this day and time, I mean before COVID even hit. I would not dare for 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 someone to call me to open oh, I'm like, oh no, you can't do that. I mean, so it's it, so it's 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 the it's a different day and time from when I was here. I was coming up to now to up to date. So that's what I meant about you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I I think that the eras. I grew up in the '90s, but you know, the eras aren't that much different, right? And um, you know, a lot of the misconceptions and the stereotypes about black people, not just, you know, black boys and black men, but just black people in general, um, mm-hmm. still remain true to this day. It, you know, it's, it's part of the reason why, um, you know, we have um, a Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, my mother and my grandmother made sure to instill in me that regardless of what people say or may say, you know, you are who you are, right? Like, Absolutely. Um, you know, like, I remember being in class and, you know, my white um, white uh, fellow students not inviting me to their birthday parties when I was seven, eight years old um, because I was the black kid in class and stuff like that at times. And, you know, if it wasn't for, my, my again, my mother and my grandmother, that would have destroyed me. But instead, it actually Absolutely. made me much stronger um, and didn't allow me to break. Absolutely. 
Um, if I could um, go on to the next quote, and um, uh, you stated, well, one of the most important lessons I learned when I was younger was being a black person in this world usually means that at some point you're going to have to do things you don't enjoy. Even more important was learning that many of those things going to include white people, for me, that meant spending a lot of time as an adult discussing white supremacy, white privilege, and the negative aspects of whiteness in general. So uh, I uh, I picked that because those are some of the things that I discussed with my parents. Also, I don't have any children of my own, but I'm a great uncle. So mm-hmm. in, my, in my neighborhood, there's uh, a diverse of many cultures of many races. So when I, when I take my niece, nephews and nieces to the park, there are Chinese, there are different cultures there. And the thing about it mm-hmm. is, and I, and I learned, this is how I learned how, where racism starts. So these kids are able to play with each other, and some of them don't even speak English. But the kids find some way to communicate and be able to play with each other, and they be able to understand and be able to communicate. So that taught me that, hey, these kids are born racist, that they're taught that at home. Absolutely. So, um, so it, it brought me to where the, uh, the white supremacists, the white privileges. And so I was watching, um, I was watching a video on, on Facebook and, and, um, this, uh, this, uh, the pot, the, uh, the flight attendant was you know, racist and she had this little, uh, a few of white people and they were ganging up on this black lady. And so she and so uh, she said. So the white lady, there was a white lady by the black lady. The white, the, the attendant was white. She bumped the black lady, and she didn't even touch the white lady that was by the They were close by each other. She said, "Why did you bump me?" She said, "Um, um, because you need to move out the way. You see, I didn't see you coming." So the thing about it is, so she said, "I need to go to the bathroom." She said, "No, I need you to move out my way." She said, "No." You're so you're so white privileged that you think that you can just move me out the way, and I have to see what you say. I, you're not my sister, you're not my mom. I don't have to listen to you. And um, so it, it 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 got to the point to where she it's like just because you're white, I'm black doesn't mean that you're better than me. And mm-hmm. she and she had to stand up for herself. This about I mean, and it, it, and I um I shared the video because it, it let me know that she didn't care if she was. Um, outweighed by all these white people, she stood up for herself. And even when they called the cops, they thought the cops were going to arrest her, but they did not. They just separated and said, okay, ma'am, they go to the bathroom, then you go back to your seat. And that was that. And these, and oh my gosh, like if they could, if they could kill her with their eyes, they would have. And you could see the expression on their face. But mm. that tells me that that is a lot of that that's going on with this whole white privilege. What is you know white privilege? You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you that you that you brought that that, that you made that in your book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's super important to talk about because a lot of people think that that racism is just you know people murdering other people, right? Like people lynching other people, Absolutely. or or you know or or the things that you know, happens during slavery, Jim Crow, so on and so forth. But racism actually sometimes is a lot more simple than that and happens in little interactions, right? Like the woman mm-hmm. you just described, um, feeling like she could just make the other woman move. Um, or when, you know, I get on an elevator with a bunch of white people 
and they look scared, or if I get on it, um, if I sit next to a white woman on the train and she clutches her purse, that's all racism, and a lot of it is influenced by white people's privilege because they get to do these things to us um, and not recognize it um, and have no repercussions. So, you know, it's an important conversation that we continue to have because we all deal with it on a regular basis. Absolutely. 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 And um I've had, I mean, me personally, I um I was on here at the station, I was on the elevator and um there was this Jew, two Jews, and once I got on the elevator with them, they moved by each other against the wall. Um the the guy said, Oh, you're you're not gonna do anything to they said you're not gonna do anything to us, are you? Or 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 you're not gonna blow up our uh, whatever the thing that they worship at. I'm like, no. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, the few black people have did that. I'm like, well, that does not mean all black people are not like that. And um, I, 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 that, I, I don't, I, I dislike when blacks are stereotyped. Yeah. I, I guess if one bad apple messed up for all the rest of them, and and, and that should not be, because I mean, just hey, you, just because you're not, just because a black person did that doesn't mean all black people are like that. I mean, right. So you know what I'm saying. So it's just like me saying, all white people are bad because they because of this whole slavery situation or back in the day situation. I mean, that's not the case. So I mean, I have white people in my family. So I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not going to dislike my own family because of the situation. All white people are not like that. So I mean, that's just how I look at it. But they don't, and then I don't think that that's right at all. Right. You know. When it comes to people, you have to be allowed to be dynamic, right? Like just because Absolutely. Um, just because you do something doesn't inherently mean that that re- that should reflect upon me. You you can be a black man and I can be a black man, but we're two different people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like our views Absolutely. don't necessarily have to be the same. Our actions don't have to be the same, and it's it it's it, it's inherently racist that not just black people, but black people you know, Latinos, um, so on and so forth, that we all have to deal with that, right? Allow us to be ourselves, our individual selves. Absolutely. How do you feel about um, us and Latinos, Hispanics, the Indian tribes, how do you feel about us being labeled as minorities? Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, we're not minorities. You know, we're, we are, we're, if, because minority is usually relative to, um, you know, people of color versus white people, but there are Absolutely. more people of color in this country than there are white people, and there are more people of color in the world than there are white people, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't realize that. We are actually the majority, and minority is, is not only, um, is it, is disrespectful because it's not true. Absolutely. I, 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 I just, I'm like I'm just so like they 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 pick a whole different group of people to label them as minorities. You're considered a minority because you're black. You're considered a minority because you're Hispanic. So and and I just think it's I just think it's crazy. Another title in your book, another phrase in your book, Oreo. And I I um again I was watching a YouTube uh, video. Of uh, I think his, I think his name is Shanduk uh, McFadden. Don't get don't quote me on the name. He was on my show. He's a Muslim uh-huh. brother. He's a community activist, 
he was a former blood, um, and he changed his life around, and now he's he's out in the streets, um, you know, trying to prevent gun violence. And like when the police are actually there, he's actually out there trying to separate, you know, trying to, um, you know, make things better. Uh, but one of the, so he was he's um, a good individual. He gives does like he gives away full clothing and everything at, at his establishment. So you know he has mm-hmm. music on. So think about it: the white cops come, and then the one of the the you know, cop that's with a black guy. So this black guy, this black officer, was was calling him all kinds of names. Oh, you look like a bum. Nobody don't want that food. Throw that in the trash. Don't do that to animals, not to people. You know, just be you know spiteful. So he said. Um, so he said. Oh, so Jenny said. Oh, so they called him a Oreo. He said, you ain't nothing but an Oreo, man. He said, when you came here by yourself the other day, you weren't doing all that. He said, but now since you were the white officer, you kissed your ass, so you're an Oreo, brother. You're an Oreo. So <laughs> so that brought me back when you um, you said Oreo in the phrase, you're like an Oreo. Yeah. Black on the outside, yeah. white on the inside. That it brought me back to that. And, um... I, I mean, do I, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I can agree with the title because um, some certain individuals, I believe the blacks, that they're around a certain group of people that they tend to act like them after a while. Yeah, you know, I think that that goes back to kind of like black people need to like be able to be themselves, right? Absolutely. Like, you know, so people have to not, one, you know, and it's also, it goes back to also like code switching, right? Like, because of the the world that we live in, whenever black people not whenever, but oftentimes when black people get around others, you know we have we feel as though um or we're forced to kind of be like the people we're around as opposed to just being ourselves right Absolutely. Like, you know and 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 that's an issue because a lot of other people, especially white people, don't have to do that right like a a white person who comes into a space with a bunch of black people doesn't have to act any different because he's not put in a position where he or she's not put in a position where if they don't, if they don't act different, it's going to change the situation for them. Right. So they get to just be themselves regardless of what situation they're in, you know, and it's unfair. Absolutely. I wanted to, another phrase I wanted to touch up. I, 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 um, I don't have a lot of time to read all of them, but there were so many great ones, man. Um, uh, We can, we can enjoy Ed Sharon. And Cardi B, middle of the song. I, I like the fact that you state how um, you, I believe, there was an Ed Sharon song on, and, and uh, you were singing it. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, my, well, that particular thing is, if I, um, I like all music, and um, so there are times where I will have on Andrea Pacelli. Not sure if you know who that is. Um, yeah, and I could be listening. I, I I listen to Andrea Pacelli, like um, his song. Um, I can't think of the name of the song right now, top of my head. But um, when the child is born, I'm sorry, that's the name of the song. When the child is born, I was at his album release party. I mind you, when I was I was invited to his album release party over at the Jane Paul, Jane Paul over at NBC, and I never know, I didn't know who this man was at all. Like I never heard of him. This man sold this man sold over eighty million records, mind you. Never knew who this man was, never heard of him. But when I got there and he started performing that this particular song, and I'm like, this man sounds amazing. 
this man is good. He's blind. And this is and I'm like, whoa. So I um when I got a copy of the C D, I, I played it. And then so one of my cousins came like, Who's this? Like, you listening to this? I'm like, Yeah. So it may I have a respect for all music. So this mm-hmm. title it, it kind of reflects on myself. But I I mean you can hear me listening to some instrument and singing the whole song and a Cardi B song at the same time. I respect all music from country because there are some nice country songs that I love. So there's some, some hip hop songs that I love. There's some gospel songs. That, so I listen to a variety of music, and I respect it all. So it's like I mean, so again, so it's like okay, so since I'm a black man, I'm going to listen to urban music. That's not the case, and mm-hmm. I guess that's the particular. I guess that's uh. A, a box that we're put that we're put in. Okay, so he's a black guy. He only listens to hip hop. He listens to R and B. Okay, of course gospel, but we're not allowed to listen to country music. We're not allowed to listen to uh, easy listening. We're not allowed to listen to that only urban music gospel. But like I, I mean, so I, I um I, I truly understand. I truly that reflected on myself right there. Yeah, I, you know. I'm the same I'm the same way, you know. Again, I listen to everything from the Bee Gees to Hall and Notes to Led Zeppelin to Jay Z to to Meek Mill. I listen to everything, Marvin Gaye, uh uh Sade, everything. And I don't want people putting me or other black people in a box and saying that we should only listen to certain things or watch certain things or read certain things because that's not fair. You know what I mean? It's not absolutely. It's not right. Absolutely. I feel if 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 um and I did I, I this is truly true. I uh, individuals need to read your book and they will get uh a lot of their questions will be answered. Um, yeah. Because I me scamming through this book, it, it's interesting. It answers a lot of questions, you know, and on some of the the the, the topics that we've discussed in a panel. Um, and another uh, one of my panelists, who's an educator, um, said uh, said something very important was that before there's change, we have to make progress. And yeah. I, I believe I believe that, and I mean you, I, I believe that. I mean in your book it states that as well because, I mean it's the whole thing that's going on. Your book is really um, in, in perfect timing, man. You this was perfect timing, brother. Perfect, perfect timing. I mean I, I've had a lot of authors on man at books, but this one here, man, it's perfect time. It speaks on today as we speak, for man. So you hit it right on the nail, brother. I mean, I, mm. I mean, I, you should get an award for this book, brother. And I, I think that, that. It, it, it should go to the big screen on even even the TV screen, man. This is a book, book man. And I'm gonna actually go that when I get a chance to uh, read the entire book, man. But um, these what I got in front of me is little quotes that I, that stuck out to me, man. So you 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 this book is amazing, man. This is an amazing book. And um, I really appreciate that. It's gonna do well, man. It's gonna do well, man. Because it's you know, if people sit down and read and sit down with this book, man. And um, definitely, I want you to um, give out uh, your social media. That's okay. And also let my listeners know, man, where they can get a copy of this book, man. Because it's a great book, man. I I want all my listeners, if you're um, that's listening, to get a copy of this book. This is an amazing book. But uh, give out your info, brother. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, everyone can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fred T. Joseph and pick up a copy of The Black Friend on Being a Better White Person. Uh, anywhere books are sold, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Costco, Target, Walmart, you know, it's it's everywhere right now. So hopefully everybody can keep buying them and it can stay everywhere. So please go out and support. Absolutely. Um Frank man, um, Fred, Fred man, I, I want you to please, man, keep in touch with the show, man, and I, I'm gonna definitely be reaching back out to you, man. I, I don't know how your schedule is, but I'll definitely um, work around it, man, because I'm, I'm gonna be doing another panel pretty soon, and and I definitely, man, would love for you to be a part of that, brother, because I mean, you, you would definitely touch bases on a lot of things based on you know your your personal experience, man, and I mean this. This book is really great, man. So I'm going to definitely be out here, man, at the station, telling other uh, DJs, man, hey, man, to, to check this book out, man. It's a great book, brother. I I can't stress it enough, man. It's a really good book, man. I'm not just saying that. It's a really good book. Um, I really appreciate I, it. I, I, I thank you, man, and I ask you, man, I'm definitely going to be reaching back out pretty soon to you, man, to have you back on, man. For our, for our panel discussion, if that's okay, and man, uh, much success with everything, man, and God bless you, brother. Thank you. I'm looking forward to us being able to talk more, and have a good night, brother. You too, man. You stay blessed. You too. Special thanks to Frederick Joseph uh, coming on the show to discuss his new book, uh, the Black Friend on Being a Better White Person by author Frederick Joseph, of course. Um, an amazing guy, man, an amazing writer. This book is a great book, so make sure you guys please go pick up a copy of this book. It's an amazing book. I love you guys so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I always appreciate all your support. Thank you so much again to Mr. Frederick Joseph and uh, for coming by the show. His new book, The Black Friend on Being a Better White Person. Make sure you guys go pick up that book. It talks about today and what we're facing as of right now, the whole pandemic, everything, guys. Please go pick up a copy of this book. You don't, I'm telling you, it, it, it will be worth your every penny that you spend on it. Um, Thank you so much for your listening and tuning in. If you missed if you missed today's show, please archive the show. This is a great, great show. So it was an amazing interview. I love you guys so much. Stay up, stay strong, stay safe out here. Uh, keep social distancing. Um, practice your social distancing again. Wear your mask. Um, sanitize. Keep your hands clean. Keep your hands. Don't put your hands on your face. Just keep safe out here. Because um, again, in the tri-state area, they're, they're um, the numbers are up, and there's a spike. There's a rise in hospital bed, hospital. So, again, stay safe out here. Again, for more information on today's show, timothyhoshow at gmail.com for more information. Um, again, sorry, 889-7851 is the phone number. Uh, you want to call in the request or more information on today's show. Thank you guys so much. Love you. Stay up, stay strong. Here's the weekend. Peace.
Tell me what you really like Baby, I can take my time We don't ever have to fight Just take it step by step I can see it in your eyes Cause they never tell me lies I can feel that body shake And the heat between your legs You've been scared of love And what it did to you You don't have to Let me try 